Battle lines are drawn. Battle lines are drawn, and you better know which side you're on. You may be seated. We know, we know we're on the winning side, amen? Amen, we are. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, against principalities, against rulers of this present darkness. It's found in Ephesians chapter 6, if you want to go there. Then God's word tells us uh, to put on the full armor of God. And he gives us instructions exactly what that is. Listen, um, how many of y'all uh, like to watch the local news? You do? Let me ask you a question. Uh, do you hear a lot of good news on the news? You, we, I could ask you a number of reasons why you watch it. And I'm pretty sure my dad, he watches it because of the weather. I'm pretty sure he does. Some of us watch it because of the sports. I doubt it's because of the editorials or anything that come along that line, but for the most part, what you hear is shootings, suicides, fires, uh, wrecks, uh, something's happened to somebody immorally, some sex scandal or something else like that. But it seems like to me that the news, all that they're doing is just sharing a bunch of stuff that is trying to take us down. And, but what I wanted to do today is bring a word to you from God that is basically this. What is the good news? What is the good news? You remember a few Sundays ago I asked you, if somebody asked you, if what do you know good, what do you tell them? Jesus. Because there's none good, no, not one, but him, okay? So, so if that's the case, what do you know good is Jesus, then the question comes up, well, what is the good news? Well, listen, there's good news, there's bad news, and there's fake news. There's fake news out there. If you don't believe it, get on Facebook. A lot of people post stuff about all kinds of things, and they ain't even checked out the source. And if you go and get in behind the source, most of the times it's fake. And it, but people try to stir stuff up. Now, some of it is true, but then you've got to know what's true and then what's fake. But listen, what I'm going to share with you today is not bad news and it's not fake news. It's good news. And literally in the Bible, God's Word, the Bible says that the word gospel, that word gospel, G-O-S-P-E-L, gospel, literally means, guess what? The good news. The word gospel literally means good news. And you know what's interesting? That we uh, have in the New Testament, the word gospel, which is equals good news, is mentioned 93 times. And what's fascinating is if you have your Bible, you can look and see that in the very first book of the New Testament, it will say something along the lines of the gospel according to Matthew. And then you go to Mark, the gospel according to Mark. And then you go over to Luke, the gospel according to Luke. And then you have John, the gospel according to John. Well, it's interesting. But what we have really is the good news coming from four different guys that got to experience Jesus in their life. And each one of them gave their 
an account inspired by the Holy Spirit, penned through them, but they each tell the story from what they saw from God, inspired by the Spirit. So really, it was the good news from Matthew, the good news from Mark, the good news from Luke, the good news from John. Let me ask you this question. What is the good news from you, from your life? Just like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John had a story, guess what? You have a story. And if you don't have a story, listen, there's some good news coming. You can get a story today. The old headline, extra, extra, read all about it. Here it comes. It's good news. It's good news. Well, listen, this is the key. But the key to understanding why the gospel is the good news, we must first start with the bad news. In order for something to be good news, we've got to understand what is the bad news. Well, the Old Testament gives us the account of that. God set everything up. God made everything perfect. But when God did all of that, we had an issue that happened with our great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-
is bad. They're upset, they're mad. And you know what? It's just like Tammy had talked about earlier. The work of the devil and the enemy is he's giving you the finger. But more importantly, he's deceiving you in thinking that you're okay, that you're going to be all right. And the reality is every one of us in this room have sinned with our mind, our will, and our emotions. And the Bible says that we're born in sin and that by nature we are sinners. Now, I've raised four kids. I love all four of my kids, but every one of them, I never had to teach them how to sin. Not one of them. They learned it from me. And they learned it from my daddy. And they learned it from his daddy. All the way back to who? Adam. For we've all sinned, the Bible says, and we fall short of the glory of God. And that separates. And listen, hell is a real place, and, ha and it's a bad place. And so I wrote this down. Why is the good news really good? Because the bad news is really bad. Why is the good news really good? It's because the bad news, man. Listen, our buddies that are walking that life and living that life and they're apart from God, they are going to bust hell wide open if something happened to them today. They're living it. So that's bad. That's bad news. So what's the good news? What's the answer for them? What's the solution? What is the news that the world does not want to broadcast every day and declare to the whole world What's the greatest news that's ever been told? It's right here. And I'm going to give you the Word of God. And, it, and Paul is the one I'm going to be the, let it be the source. It's not Matthew, Mark, or Luke, or John. It's going to be Paul, a guy that was a Jew, and he got changed by God. And he gives us these answers in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And we're going to put that up right here. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 through 6 say this. Paul said this, For I delivered to you what he had received, a message of first importance of which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. And after that he appeared to more than how many? 500 brethren at one time. And most of them remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. In other words, some have died. But he lays, Paul starts it by laying out what this good news really is. And he says it in this way. He says, this good news is something that I received, and I'm also delivering it. I'm also sharing it. It was a divine message. And that message was one of that Peter and James and John and all of them had preached, and that was that Jesus lived the life, the perfect life, that he, was, that he died, he was buried, and he rose again on the third day, according to the Scriptures. So Paul says, I received it, and I'm delivering it, which that challenges me. The question I ask to each and every one of you in this room today is this. Have you received the good news? Have you accepted the good news that Christ died for you, that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day? Why did he do that? Because of our sin. 
because of our separation, because of our death, and because of our eternity headed toward hell. He knew we had to have him. That's why he did it. So Paul received it, and he passed it on. And here's the next part of it. He says, it is of what importance? What does he say in that text there? Is it second place news? Is it third place news? What kind of importance is it? He says it's of first. It's of first importance that he's sharing this. And you know, what? the most important news that could be shared is the good news. He said, it's of first importance what I also received here, y'all. And that is good news. And that's why it is, should be one of the most important things to us. And notice what he also says. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He has documented proof. There were eyewitnesses of those who watched Jesus actually live watched him die, be crucified, watched him be buried, and then saw him three days later, resurrected from the grave. In fact, he goes on to say over 500 witnesses. So listen, here's the next thing I say. This is not fake news. This is true news. Man, when you got that many witnesses, and you know what? If you were to have 500 people show up on behalf of you in a court to say, you know what? I'm a witness. I saw him. He's alive. I, I think you won your case, okay? That's documented proof of who he is. And notice, this is the thing I love most about this, too. It's all done according to the Scriptures. According to the Scriptures. Right here, the Bible declares, right here, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ, my friend, loved you and me enough that he saw because of our sin we were separated from a holy God. So he left the glories and the splendor of heaven to come down here and live on this planet to endure everything he went through. He was tempted in every way that we ever will be tempted, but yet without sin. And see, because of sin in the Old Testament, in order for them to be cleansed from sin, there had to be a death. There had to be the shedding of blood, which Tammy talked about a while ago. And listen, folks, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. So the Old Testament proof was always a sacrificial animal. But when Jesus comes along, he is the Lamb of God. He is the final sacrifice. And when he shed his blood, he said, it is finished. And when it was finished, it was over. The, it had been paid for. It was done. Folks, that's good news. I thank God for that payment of that good news. Why? Because, you know, folks, it's like this. You're either in your sin or either you're covered by the blood of Jesus. There is no other. Either you're living under sin or either you're living under the blood applied to your life. Which one is it? And if you're under the blood, that's good news. 
And if you're not, it's bad news, and you need the good news. Amen? You need it. But you know, there's a whole world that doesn't know this. And all they're getting and hearing every day is another shooting, another stabbing, another killing, another this, another that. But it's not going to change a thing. You know what's going to change America in this world? It's not the politics. I want you to go out, go out and vote this Tuesday. You go out and you, you pray about these candidates. You research what they stand for. I don't vote on race, color, or party. I vote on issues and where people stand according to those issues. Amen? That's why, how we should vote. Because we'll give an account to God one day on who we voted for and why. But listen, isn't it crazy that right here in our very own state, it's like the whole nation is wanting to change right here. I know we got some guests here from Alabama. We thank God for you. We, we might not want to face you in a few weeks, but we're going to. But you know what? The devil wants us to brag about our football team more than he wants us to tell the good news about Jesus. He does. He don't give a rip how much you talk about Georgia or Tech or Florida or Alabama or Auburn. In fact, he'll encourage you. But boy, if you begin to tell about the good news of what God's done in your life, the good news according to Mike, the good news according to Tammy, the good news according to David, you begin to tell your story. Isn't that right, Danny? You tell your story. And Harry's got a story. Every one of you have a story if you have received the good news. And when we tell that story, something's going to change. And listen, we're not responsible for saving anybody. God does that, but we are responsible for telling the good news. We are. Jesus said, you will be my what? Silent witnesses? No. He said, you shall be my witnesses throughout all the nations. And here we come. I'm going to close with this because I was supposed to be done by 1145. I got a couple of minutes, so stay with me. It's good. It's good news. All right, it's Romans 1.16. Romans 1.16. And this, once again, is Paul. And Paul says this, and this is one of my favorite verses of all time. It's this, Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, the good news, for it is what? The power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. What I want you to notice is four things right here in this what, one verse that Paul said. Paul said, this is good news because he said, first of all, it's a bold message. He said, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be bold about it. I'm not going to be scared about it. This is a bold message. And it's one to where I am not ashamed of the gospel. Now, I'm not, only you know how many times you've ever shared the gospel with someone how many times you've ever shared the good news of what Jesus Christ has done on your behalf only you know how many times you've shared the good news about the birth of your child 
Only you know how many times you shared the good news about your team winning on Saturday or Sunday. Or if it's the Falcons, it ain't too often. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Only you know. But don't be ashamed. Why? Because he willingly hung on a cross and was exposed so that I don't have to be ashamed. Man, almost nobody's ever died for me except for Jesus Christ. And the enemy, he's in for a battle because it's time for this preacher to start sharing the good news with people that he comes in contact with. I'm not worried about you. I've got an answer for me, okay? And I will answer for how I teach you, but it, that's between him and you. The good news is a bold message. Second is this. It's a powerful message because it's the only one that can change lives. For it is this gospel, the good news. He says it right here. It's the what? It is the power of God. Now, y'all, that's not insignificant. I would underline that. It is the power. The good news, the gospel, is the power of God. And notice he says this. It's also a saving message. It's the only thing that can transform a heart and a life. He says it's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. The Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord can be saved. Now, boy, that's a great invitation. So what should you and I call upon? We should call and recognize, listen, I know I have sinned. I'm a sinner. And I am calling on you, Lord, to forgive me of my sins. I place my faith and my trust in you and your finished work that you did, Jesus, on the cross on my behalf. And I completely rest in that. You know, one day I'll stand before God or, you know, there's the joke about you stand there in heaven and uh, St. Peter's there to greet you and he asks you the question, why should I let you into my heaven? What are you going to say? Why should I let you into not his heaven but God's heaven? What is the answer, church? What is the answer to that question? It's plain and simple. Some are going to say, oh, I went to church. Or I went, I gave money. Or I was a good person. Eh, eh, eh. Wrong answer. There's only one answer. I'm here today because of the finished work of Jesus Christ on my behalf. For he died. He was buried. And he rose again on that third day. And because he lives, I live too. And listen, the final thing about this message is this. I was... I was a person that was dead, and Jesus has made me alive. I was a person that was an enemy of him, and he has adopted me, and he's made me a child of God. I was a person that if I stood in a courtroom, I was condemned and guilty as charged. But because of what he has done on my behalf, I am now a person who is innocent and completely free to go now if that's not good news I don't know what good news is amen but that's the greatest news church and that's the news 
that your friends and family and acquaintances and your work people, everybody needs to hear. And I close with this. The good news is not only a bold message, a powerful message, and a saving message, it's a message for all. Because he says in this text, to the Jews first and also to the Greeks, to the Gentiles. How tragic it was in Pittsburgh several days ago that that man went in and killed all the Jewish innocent people in a synagogue. I'd never heard of any Jewish temple ever or synagogue ever being attacked in this country as long as I've lived. But it happened. And this person was spouting out how they hate the Jews. But the Jews were God's chosen people. And in Paul's day, when he addressed Rome, there were only two types of people in the world that were considered, and it was Jew and Gentile. But listen, according to this text, God's saving, bold, powerful, life-changing message is not only for the Jew, it's also for you and me, the Gentile. Every other person who is not of Jewish blood. So it is a message open for all so the so what at the end of this message is this so what comes down to this so what is this have you received it the good news have you embraced it and go whoo man that is good news I'll receive it or are you, are you still rejecting it you're one or the other I've either received it or I'm mm, I mean I'm thinking about it but I'm thinking about it still means you are rejecting it. And if you're rejecting it, that means you're embracing the bad news. Ooh, that's scary. And then on the other hand, to the believer, the good news. You've received it. The question is, are you like Paul? I've received it, and boy, I'm ready to deliver it. I'm ready to share it. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Father, this message I know today is a message that the world needs to hear. The good news is really good because the bad news is really bad. And Father, you love us so much that you have done everything possible to provide a way. So right now in this moment, I pray over every person in this room. Every person in this room has, has, has made or is making a decision about the good news. They've either received it or they've rejected it. And Father, today I pray for the individual that is thinking, boy, this is just too good to be true. And right now they're saying, I need this. I need God in my life. I need him more than ever and if that's you my friend I'm going to invite you to respond to the gospel the good news of Jesus by believing he lived a perfect life he died on a cross for your sin he was buried and he rose that third day to give you life and give it forever if you believe that my friend you will be saved so, Father, have your way in this time. For it's in Christ's name I pray. Amen.
as our ushers come forward, um, we'll get tearing down just, in just for a second, but I want to pray over that. God, thank you so much for who you are and for what you've done in this place this morning. We love you, we thank you, and we celebrate all the things that you're doing here, and thank you for the good news that we have in your son's name. Amen.